0: This morning I want to speak on a subject Having courage to embrace The gift of God Having courage to embrace the gift of God Philippi- Philemon chapter number 1 verse 8 to 19 Philemon chapter number 1 Verse 8 to 19 Wherefore, though I may be bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient, yet for love's sake, I'd rather beseech thee, being such and one as Paul, the age and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I beseech thee for my Son. Onesimus whom I have begotten in my bonds which in time past was unprofitable but now profitable to thee and to me whom I sent again thou therefore receive him that is mine own bowels whom I have retained with me that in thy stead he might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel. But without mine, but without thy mind, would I not do anything and that the benefit, or rather that thy benefit should not be as it were of necessity, but willingly. For perhaps, he therefore departed for a season that thou shouldest receive him forever. Not now as a servant, But above a servant, a brother, beloved, special to me. But how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. If he had wronged thee, or owed thee, ought to put that on my account. I, Paul, have written it with mine own hand. I will repay it. All but I do not say to thee how thou owest me even thine own self. This is an amazing chapter that deals with a phenomenal and incredible a man that has been raised up by God that influenced his world. And to this date continue to affect and influence the world in which we live. It is the letter of Paul to a fellow brother by the name of Philemon. The letter has not been posted. The letter was sent with an individual. This individual used to be a slave of the recipient of the letter. Can you for a minute put yourself in his shoes? I ran away from my master. I left his house, I abdicated my responsibility and ran away from him. Now after many months, many years, perhaps we don't know. I have to face my master. And I have to confront the fact that he still might be angry with me. The only consolation that I have is I am carrying with me the letter of the Father. While I was running from Him, God by His grace directed my footsteps to the small Jewish man As soon as I got into contact with him, he shared with me the riches of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He encouraged me and facilitated a process that would allow me to have faith in God. Whereby, it led me to Christ. The pastor's name. Is Paul. Now that I'm saved and born again. The pastor has taken me and adopted me. He has begotten me in his prayers. Through travail. He has begotten me and now he's grooming me and training me. And for a little season I have the privilege of serving my pastor. And one day my pastor called me and said to me, my son, we have to do what is right in the sight of God. You have to go back to your master. I am going to write a letter to him. And I want you to present this letter to him. I am not sure whether Onesimus Was aware of the content of the letter as we are today. But the content of the letter is very striking. It's very touching. Because it reveals the heart of a pastor. It reveals the heart of a leader. It reveals the heart of one that has been called by God. In his letter... He very graciously greet this wonderful man called Philemon and convey his love and the warmth and the tenderness of his heart to him. And then he says to him, I am doing intercession for my son. I am I'm praying for my son The reason why I am writing this letter Is because He's my son Please find it in your heart To forgive him He's my son He says to him He was unprofitable to you. Yes, I know that. He says, but now I am sending him back knowing that he will be profitable to you because while he was with me in your stead, he was of service to me. Says maybe God allowed it so that for a little while he should depart from you in order to be the blessing that is being to me please i want you to receive him back look at the pastor look at the pastor look at the pastor but this time do not receive him as a slave look at the pastor receive him as your own brother in the lord he says, please, please, if he has wronged you, he says, I will repay it. Put it on my account. It's the heart of a pastor. <laughs> Listen to me today, my brothers and sisters. There's nobody that's going to love you like your pastor. Nobody that's going to pray for you like your men of God. And it's not in your interest, it's not wise to fight with your pastor. And it's not in your interest, nor is it wise to allow negative people to try and influence you. Against him whom God has given you as a gift. Your pastor don't get paid to pray for you. He prays for you because he loves you. Is committed to you. In fact, he can't understand himself. He finds himself early in the morning, late in the night calling your name before the presence of God that God would help you and guide you and that you will be groomed and that you would formed and rather that you would developed and be formed into the image and the likeness of the son of God he prays over your family he prays over your children he he he, he just can't help himself why it's the heart of a pastor to love his children God is a, is a great God. Is a great God. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The spirit of God moving upon the water and God. He creates all things by the power of his infallible word. He says, so shall my word which go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto be void. But do that where unto I send it. And my word shall prosper. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. Same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by the word, and without the word was nothing made that was made. He's matchless. He's eternal. He's powerful. This God that we serve. Is God invincible? Yes, he is. He's God Almighty, He's God omnipresent, He's God all-powerful, He's God all-knowing, He's God majestic, He's God exalted, He's a shield, He's a buckler, He's a very present help in the day of trouble, He's a bulwark, He's a mighty God, He's a God, He's a may-waker, He's a fire in the fire, He's a wheel in the wheel, He's a mighty God. God in and of himself does nothing impossible with God. What is impossible with men is possible with our God. He's an amazing God. He called things that be not as though they were. Yet with all of these wonderful attributes that God possesses We don't even have the time to mention them. When it comes to your salvation, God needs the help of a man. When he created the heavens and the earth, their fullness, he did that through the power and the integrity of his word. But when it comes to saving you, Healing you, delivering you, filling you with the Holy Ghost, baptizing you, facilitating processes that will allow you to be incorporated into the universal church of Jesus Christ, a composite of Jews and Gentiles, those that are in heaven and those that are on the earth. God needs Amen. Listen to Paul For everyone whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord They shall be saved But the problem is How can they call on him In whom they have not believed And how can they believe When they have not heard And how can they hear Without a preacher And how shall they preach unless they have been sent? That's why it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that announce glad tidings of joy of them that announce the glad tidings of the good news. We are here in this word explosion to embrace the gift of God. We are here to say God, thank you for our leader. Thank you for all our pastors. Thank you for their families. Thank you for their sacrifices. Lord, we have the courage to embrace those whom you have given to us as gifts. He that comes to God must believe that God is. And that God is the reward of them that diligently seek Him because without faith it is impossible to please God. But the problem is this, how can I call on a God in whom I don't believe? I've got a problem. So God says, you know what, I am going to help you with your dichotomy. What I'm going to do, I'm going to call somebody. I am going to call them It might be against their will They might have other plans for their lives They might be heading in a different direction But I am going to call them And then I'm going to burden them And then I'm going to pour my spirit upon them and Then I'm going to give them gifts and special endowments And then I'm going to keep them up late in the night And early in the morning and Then I'm going to make sure that they hear my voice and fear. My spirit Then I'm going to get on their back As a man sits and rides his peace. I'm going to do that Because I need to help you Because you cannot come to me Unless you believe So in order for me to get you to believe I need to call me a man in the year the death of King Uzziah, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim were standing uh, above him, each with two wings, and with two they covered their face, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And the one called to the other, said, Holy, Holy, Holy is Jehovah of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And the foundations of the house was filled with smoke, then I said, Woe to me. For I am undone, I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell amongst the unclean people. And mine eyes have seen Jehovah the King of hosts. And one of the seraphims flew unto me he had glowing coal, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with that he may touch my mouth and says, Behold, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is forgiven. Then I heard the voice of the Lord says, Whom shall I send, and who shall go for it? I thought you are God. I thought you can do all things. I thought you were infinite, you are powerful, you're and you're almighty. What do you mean you need help? What do you mean you need help? He says, I need help in order to save them in order to break the chains, in order to break the shackles, in order to open the prison door, in order to change and transform their lives, in order to elevate them, in order to make sure that I take their lives to another level, heal them, bless their bread and bless their water. I need help. But Lord, I... I'm aware of my own inadequacies. And he says to him, I'm going to touch you for the sake of the people. I'm going to make atonement for your sins for the sake of the people so that you might be a priest that's touched with the feelings of their infirmity. I'm going to do for you what I want to do for them, but in order for you to realize and to align yourself with my acts of grace and mercy and compassion, I need to demonstrate the same to you. Pastors, 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 pastors. Their task is difficult. Their mission is impossible. When the Father calls them, He gives them a vision that is larger than life. He places on their shoulders such a burden. Such a burden. He troubles them. He divert their footsteps. They want to go left. He turns them right. Moses, I've got my own plans. I've got my own plans. Leave me alone. I've got my own plans. Moses. Moses. (laughs) Remove the shoes. From your feet. The place that you're standing upon. Is holy ground. Why are you doing this to me? It's for the sake of the people. It's for the sake of the people. Leave your flock. Leave your wife. Leave your responsibility. Leave your father's house. Go to Pharaoh him let my people go oh their task their task what a task what a responsibility I don't know whether I have the strength because I cannot talk they 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 always try to find a way To get away from this responsibility They are here not because They didn't have jobs They are here not because They didn't have a personal vision For their lives and not because they didn't have careers and, and they are not astute and intellectually smart and, 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 and not because they have not been academically stimulated. No, they are here because He came to them in the night time. I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And the problem with God is he does not give them options. For he himself has given some apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. Why are they giving, why is he giving us these gifts? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the fullness of the measure of the stature of the person of Christ. The reason why God, part of the reason why God is giving us this, it's not to abuse the gifts. Your pastor is not supposed to be a doormat. Your past is not supposed to be at your back and call. You are not supposed to insult and insinuate. You are not called to cause pain and division in the house of God. Your past has given up his life. We sat with mom and she was telling us there was a time that I wondered. Every woman that's married to a pastor, there's a time that you wonder is this worth it? Must I continue to sacrifice all that I'm sacrificing? and 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 give up my right to the comfort and the conveniences of life because this man has been on the mountaintop he's heard the clarion call of the voice of god and now he's walking after god that i cannot see he sees things that i don't see he hears things that i don't hear and as a and as a committed wife all that i can do is just follow after my husband My children have got dreams of their own. But he puts the ministry first. He gets money and he puts the ministry first. (sighs) Hey, these people, your pastor. The sacrifice of these people are so great that God says, touch not my anointed. Yeah. Do my prophets know harm? But Korah says to God, he says, well, you know, we, we are just as anointed as what you are, Moses. We are just as anointed. We also have the gift of prophecy and, and the gift of discernment and so on and so forth. So Moses goes to God and God says, call the entire church together. And the next day they come before the presence of God and he says, all right, there you are. You go and you bring your sacrifice before the presence of God. What they forgot is that God made a covenant with Moses, not with them. When you are in supportive leadership as we are towards our bishop, we need to understand that the covenant is made with him and not with us. When God speaks to him, he says, Take, I will take of the spirit which is upon you, and I will put it on them so that they can help you carry the burden. We are not called to frustrate the gift. We are not called to make his task difficult. We are called to give strong support. We are called to embrace. We are called to align our fate. It says, "Whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it." We are what you bishop. Whatever the Lord tells you, pastor, do it. We are what you And as they stand before the presence of God, full of themselves and full of pride, the earth opened up and God killed them with their entire families. And alive, they went down into Hades. Can I say something? It is an awful thing to point your finger to the man of God. What people don't understand is that when you fight your pastor, you are fighting God, the God who called him. Because he does not represent himself, he's not promoting his own agenda. The agenda that he's promoting is the agenda of the kingdom of God, he's representing God himself. Do not bring a curse upon your family. Don't do it. Don't do it. Bishop is talking about a thousand churches. He's talking about PCN. He's talking about grooming, and training. Developing leaders. We were talking, myself and Pastor Debeba, he doesn't rest. Up and down, up and down. Doing what? Preaching and helping and building the kingdom of God. These pastors that are seated here in the presence of God, yeah they are. They have come here to be encouraged, they have come here to be inspired, they have come here to be motivated They have come here so that the men of God that's standing here on the sacred desk will be able to encourage them so that they can go back inspired And continue another mile, another week, another month, another year Another season, another cycle Doing what? Praying for you Loving you Blessing you Taking care of your needs Praying for your husband Praying for your wife Praying when you are sick The the, the, the only desire is that you would grow into the fullness of the measure of the person of Christ So that you no longer be tossed to and fro with every wind and doctrine and the craftiness of men's wisdom Their goal is to want to see you get to heaven. They want to see your husband saved. They want to see your wife saved. They want to see your children saved. They want to see you well. Walking in the ample abundant provision of the supply of the right hand of God. They want to see you well spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, materially, financially. And in every segment and area of your life, your pastor's desire is to see you well. Your pastor is not your enemy. He's not. He's not. Oh, I got a rush. I got a rush. Oh, I got a rush. I'm trying to think where am I going to leave them. Listen to this, Pastor. Do we not have the right to take along a believing wife, as do also the other apostles, the brothers of the Lord, Cephas? Or is it only Barnabas and I who do not have the right to refrain from working? Whoever goes to war at their own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit, or who attends to flock and does not drink of the milk, of the flock if we have sown spiritual things for you is it a great thing if we reap material things if others are partakers of this right over you are we not even more seeing that we were the ones that led you to Christ many teachers one father many instructors one father do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple and those who serve from the altar partake and eat from the offerings even as the Lord commanded to those who preach the gospel that they should live of the gospel. Amen. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Look at this pastor. But in all things approving ourselves as ministers of God in much patience Pastors have got tremendous patience. You wonder where do these people get these patience from? In afflictions, in necessities, in distress, in stripes, in imprisonment, tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fasting, in pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, and by unfeigned love. By the word of God, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right and the left hand. By honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report as deceivers and yet we are true. As unknown and yet well known as dying and behold we live and we are chastised. We are chastened and killed as sorrowful and yet we rejoice as poor yet making others rich. Onesimus you came here to me. As a slave But because of my prayer And my influence and my intervention You are going to be promoted I am going to change Your status and your influence In society When I speak to Philemon I'm going to ask him No more a slave please Make him a brother we came in here and we were broke, some of us. We came in here and some of us, we could not walk a straight line. We we came in here and we had no self esteem we had no dignity, we had no pride, we came in here we were disillusioned, we came in here, we were broke, we were we were busted, we were disgusted, we came in here, we didn't know whether we are going forward or whether we were going backward, we came in here and we were sick, we came in here, everybody gave up on us but then God anointed his servant and he preached the unadulterated word of almighty God and God is father. Father who made a covenant with him he washed us, he cleansed us in the precious blood of Jesus he filled us with the Holy Ghost look at us today, here we are prim and proper here we are, we are washed in the blood of Jesus, here we are, we've got our education here we are, we've got do top jobs, here we are, we've got our own businesses, here we are we are walking under the ample abundant provision of the supply of God, we quote the Scripture that says, I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field, I'm blessed coming in, I'm blessed going out, I'm the head and not the tail, I'm above and not beneath. Thank God for my pastor. woman with issue of blood. <laughs> oh, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, This power given to us. It wears us down. It tires us. Under this anointing. Because this anointing is not for us to boast. It's not for us to brag. It's not for us to parade ourselves. As people that are reported. As a woman with an issue, Jesus. She needs help. She's going to touch the hem of your garment. I'm going to fill you with power so that she can be healed. Silver and gold am I not? (laughs) But such as I have, I give. That's what they do, pastors. They give, they give, they give, they give, they give. If mom don't stop them from giving, they'll give everything away. Such as I have, I we've gone through three cars. This is the fourth one. Ah mama, we have to do what God has called us to do. But this is the children's savings for the school the Lord will provide. (laughs) Abraham, where are you taking my child? I'm leaving. I will come back again. But I'm asking, where are you taking my child? She doesn't know. He carries the father's sentence of death because God has spoken to a man. Pastor is so busy with the revival, praying for the sick and ministering to the people. You know what? We don't have time to get him to go to everybody's houses in order for him to minister to them individually. I tell you what. Why don't we just bring the sick and lay them on the street? Pastor has to walk past here. Yeah. When it comes, God says, I'm going to use your shadow to help the people. <laughs> going to use your shadow to help the people. Your pastor. Give me the handkerchiefs and the aprons. Laid about the sick. Your pastor. God even used his sweat. To help you. Let me close. An old pastor has been buried in the graveyard. Many moons ago. Israel is in trouble. And there's a funeral taking place. They are walking with the dead man. And when they saw the enemy, they said, you know what? We can't continue with this procession. Let's take the dead man and throw it in the nearest grave. What they don't know, it's a pastor's grave. When the dead man's body came into contact with the bones of the pastor, God says, I'm going to use your bones (laughs) to take away his family's tears. These people, you don't know the price they pay to help you, to serve you. To love you to embrace you their only desire is that you would make it to heaven see jesus i'm asking today let us love our pastors love their families pray for them i listen to bishop Installs a young pastor. He says, Please, whatever you do, don't break my heart. He's not worried about the money, he's not worried about the buildings, he's not worried. Be faithful to God, be faithful to the people. Serve, serve, serve. Father, please forgive us. Please forgive us. Taking your service for granted. Where we have sinned against them with our words, our deeds, our actions. Wash and cleanse us in the blood of Jesus. You are the atonement of our sins, Lord Jesus. Today I pray to us that you would pull the hearts of the children towards the fathers. Help us that we will love our pastors, their families. Help us that we will pray for them and to the best of our ability serve them as they serve God. Help us to imitate them as they imitate and follow Christ. Help us not to frustrate their right hand. But Lord, help us to strengthen it. To add value. To be faithful. To be true. We place ourselves on the altar. You have called your servant and all those of us that are here to give strong support to the work and the responsibility you've placed upon his shoulders. We pray for our leader. We pray for mama. We pray for the children. Protect them. Strengthen them. Cover them in your precious blood. Give them enabling power. And the strength that is necessary. To do what you've called him to do. And every one of us that have been planted around him. And the family help us to be faithful. Help us to be loyal. Help us not to break his heart. Help us to be diligent. Help us to be committed. Help us to serve to the best of our ability. Strengthen the people, O God. Take away everything that is designed to hinder, to undermine, to stop, and to frustrate the eternal purpose of God with Grace Bible Church. And Lord, help us that we will be fruitful and fulfill the assignment that you've placed upon this organization. We commit all of the people of God, those that are here and those that are not here, we commit them to you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son. In the name of the Holy Spirit, thank you that you will help us to fulfill this vision and to enable your servant and all the servants of God, pastors of churches everywhere, to help them to do what God has called them to do. In Jesus' name, amen.